Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, dear foodie friends, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is your co-host and founder, Margaret McSweeney, here with one of my very favorite foodie friends, Chef Katie Chan. Hello, hello. Oh, and we're here to celebrate her new cookbook. Congratulations, Global Family Cookbook. Can you share with us all the inspiration all of the insight well, and the Thank stories. you, Margaret, and back at you. But one of the most favorite parts of this book is the fact that Margaret wrote the foreword. Margaret wrote the foreword for my book, which I'm so honored by, for Aww. sure. Um, so I was inspired to write this book because I have 13-year-old twins. And ever since they were really little... They love exploring every cuisine under the sun. And I feel like today, because people have been privy to international travel, our kids are growing up watching the Food Network, Top Chef. We have all these little kids doing uh, TikTok videos, you know, making food, <laughs> right? Um, that people's palates have really been expanded over the years. And I think that we go to restaurants now and you can find gochujang meatballs, or whereas in the past, going to a mini mall, you just find pizza and donuts. Now, you'll find empanadas and poke bars. So I think people really want a resource mm -hmm. to learn how to make globally inspired dishes in their own kitchens using their own pots and pans, yes. not requiring all these trips to an ethnic market. Besides, mm -hmm. things are so um, accessible now. Yes. So many more ingredients are available either at stores or um, online resources. And let's face it, the global pantry is really the new norm. Right. It is. And I love here on Kitchen Chat, I've always said the kitchen is the heart of the home, but really the kitchen is the heart of the world and food is the universal language. And you speak a lot of great food, oh, <laughs> a lot of great thanks. universal Thank language. You. And before we dive into the cookbook, I love to what you're doing with your daughter, instilling that legacy and love of cooking together, just like you cooked with your mom. Can you share with our foodie friends about Well, that? you guys, I have a live streaming show with my daughter, Becca, who's 13, every Sunday at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. But guess who our moderator is? Ms. Margaret McSweeney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so lucky because I get to see Margaret every Sunday. But what happened is during the pandemic, um, I couldn't cater, obviously. Had to pivot. Wanted to uh, fill my time because I'm um, extremely get bored easily. So <laughs> I turned to my daughter. And we lived... Um, in our mountain home for seven months. And I was like, hey, do you want to do a cooking show together? And she was like, okay. <laughs> um, but I thought, first of all, what a great opportunity for my daughter and I to do something together that's creative. 
what a way to um, educate people on how to use leftovers during, you know, yes. the lockdown because people didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Suddenly they're having to cook three meals a day, yes. right? So let's make use of some of those leftovers and, you know, go foraging in your pantry or your refrigerator. Yes. But also let's just think of some creative things to do because people um, that were learning how to cook for the first time felt empowered, but they were like, I keep making the same three things over and over and over again. Oh my gosh. And we just started um, having so much fun together. And then we got great reaction from the media, mm -hmm. but also our fans to the point where they've, uh, you know, come up with two hashtags, Becca rocks, hashtag yes. Becca rocks and hashtag the nibbler. Cause she, you know, keeps nibbling during the show. <laughs> so um, but I just love how all these people are watching Becca mm -hmm. grow up But my husband, because my mother and I had a show together on PBS mm -hmm. years ago. And my mother would just basically correct me and criticize me because she was a tiger mom and <laughs> during all the episodes. And now that's what Becca does to me. Oh. Because <laughs> she's, you know, little and in charge. She's large and in charge, but she's Aww. a very type A. Like, I see her as a producer rather than, like, necessarily on-air personality because yes. she's just like, you did it wrong, Mommy. Aww. You have to turn the light on, Mommy. Don't forget to wish Margaret a happy birthday. Aww. Mommy, Mommy, start the show. Start the show. So... <laughs> I can't catch a break, obviously, Aww, <laughs> but it's been really fun. just a wonderful experience to do together. Yes, and just the fact that you're passing this on to your daughter, just like your mom passed this on, because you were on PBS, is that right? Yes, we had a yes. show together called um, Double Happiness on PBS, which was a cultural cooking show, mother-daughter cooking show, so it wasn't really... Um, you know, strategic in any way. It wasn't part of a master plan. It just felt like something fun to do. But for me, it's so um, fulfilling and heartwarming because she lives on, my mother lives on through me cooking with my daughter. Yes, and foodie friends, as you know, we have parallel stories. You're my sister at heart because she is honoring her late mother through her culinary journey, and I'm honoring my late father during my culinary journey. So it, I just, I'm getting goosebumps. I, I just can't thank you enough for the honor of being able to write the foreword and the oh. cookbook as we honor our mom and dad. So, so we anyway. fell in love during our first phone yes. conversation. Yes. And, um, <laughs> you know, I just feel so blessed and grateful for our friendship. And same here. And a thank you to Robert Schuler of Melissa's Produce for introducing us many years ago. And we've had so many fun adventures together. But let's take a deep dive into this. I love some of the celebrities. Oh, this, by the way, if you're wondering what this is, this is what from an event last night. Not only is Katie a prolific chef, cookbook author, but she's also the founder of Fortune Cookie Divas and did uh, some delicious fortune cookies at an event. And my fortune cookie, I love it, my uh, fortune is just be happy. It drives people crazy. <laughs> so maybe someone needs to hear that <laughs> out there today. But I love the different celebrities that you've met along the way or in here. Can you tell us about the format and the food? Sure, absolutely. So we have over 170 globally inspired recipes, some mm. traditional international dishes like oros con pollo or bouillabaisse. base. But I also wanted to do some mashups yes. and put, you know, a global spin on some comfort foods like mm -hmm. deviled eggs. So we have deviled eggs yeah. four different ways. One is a miso style. We have a Persian style. We have a Mexican style, but also roast chicken. Who doesn't love roast mm. chicken? But you know, it 
can get a little boring if you yes. keep having it all the time. So why not put a Peruvian spin on it or a Thai spin with a peanut sauce? Speaking of mm. sauces, I was thinking of, you know, the mother sauces, the traditional mm -hmm. French mother sauces. Let's, I just thought, you know what? We should just rewrite this narrative about sauces and, and, you know, create global mother sauces. So there's a whole, section on sauces with a gochujang sauce because everybody loves that right miso butter sauce and so what delicious. is gochujang and forgive me i don't know oh gochujang <laughs> is um, a, a traditional korean red pepper sauce oh. i mean it's a red pepper paste but it's yes. mixed with other ingredients okay it's savory and it's smoky and it's sweet and it's so delicious so i thought why not create some sauces that you could use in so many different ways from chimichurri to lemony pesto to the gochujang <laughs> so you can take that gochujang sauce and toss it with some uh, cauliflower cauliflower tempura if you wanted to yes. which you could also just take a scoop of it and add it to the stir fry so we have the traditional chapters, you know, we have uh, small bites for parties, we have salads and soups, we have, you know, chicken, we have meat, we have desserts and drinks and, um, you know, everything you would want to make mm -hmm. uh, in your kitchen. But then also we do have four cultural celebrations in the book. So can I just show Yes, please do. Because... Um, you know, I'm a party animal. That's my husband. It drives him crazy. Um, but I love celebrating. And I also think as we're coming out of the pandemic, um, what better way to celebrate than to embrace our cultural heritage, right? So we have Greek Easter with Debbie Matinopoulos and my BFF Covet by Christos. You might recognize him from Bravo. And uh, Debbie contributed four of her delicious recipes from her book, It's All Greek to Me. And we become good friends, and obviously all our photo shoots Aww. turned into a, a crazy party. <laughs> and did they turn into karaoke? Because she's also the karaoke chef. <laughs> um, yes, more or less, yes. Uh, Cinco de Mayo with Jeffrey Saad. He was on Food Network. He also had a show on Cooking Channel called United Taste of America. And he had a Mexican restaurant. Oh, so this was wonderful. a super fun party. Of course, it started raining in L.A. in August, which is insane. So we, I don't know, we, we had to like shoot in between the raindrops falling. So he contributed four of his delicious, mm. look at those beautiful Mexican, modern Mexican recipes. Oops, I skipped a, sorry. Yeah. Then we also have um, Lunar New Year oh. with Jeannie Mai and her mom. The mama my. So these are some traditional Lunar New Year recipes that my mother taught me from pot stickers to long life noodles. But mama my also contributed her fortune pork with eggs recipe, Yum. which she made with Jeannie on the reel. Um, oh, let's not forget Hanukkah. Ah, so yes. I'm in a blended family. Uh, we're raising our children Jewish. So um, I was so lucky to have Faye Levy, renowned uh, Jewish food writer Faye Levy, contribute. A bunch of yes. her recipes, so yummy and delicious. And then uh, Nate Burkus and Jeremiah Brent, also good friends. Uh, it's a whole long story, but I, I, <laughs> I met uh, Nate Burkus because of my mother, who um, worked with his, his mother in Minneapolis. Uh, but we happened to meet at a dinner party and stayed good friends. Aww. And because he told me my mother catered his bar mitzvah wow. when he was 13 in Minneapolis. I thought, you know, it was just a natural, um, just a natural thing to have him in the Hanukkah section. Oh, I so, love so great. So I've just been, you know, really lucky, met some really fun people yes. along the way. And you know what? There's, you know, so much strife in our world mm -hmm. today. But the one thing we all have in common is food and eating. Yes. Right? We all have that in common. And to so. come together around 
either the table, if you don't cook, or around the oven or stovetop, whatever you're making your dishes on. And this is such a great resource for foodie friends to encourage you to taste the world. You know, that there's some great spices. What are some fun spices that everyone should have in their pantry? Oh, well, you know, I mean, uh, some of the basic spices I like to have, of mm -hmm. course, are... Um, cilantro, cumin. Mm -hmm. I love to have, uh, well, this isn't really, this is a paste, but harissa paste. Have you ever had that? I, I've had harissa. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So that's a great uh, pantry item to have oh, at good. all times okay. because it's um, an African paste. It's smoky and it's sultry. Mm. And once again, like gochujang, why not add some really delicious, deep, exotic flavor to almost yes. anything that, you know, you want to make because you can really turn something as simple as I'm going to boil some noodles. You could eat that maybe mm -hmm. with some butter and cheese, but if you were to add a teaspoon of harissa paste, oh my gosh, like your mouth would come alive with flavor. Wow. You elevate the dining experience and explore the taste of the world through that. And speaking of exploring the taste of the world, I think I shared with you, Chef Katie, about the amazing the amazing hug from heaven I got on Mother's Day weekend when my brother called me and he had found almost 200 recipes from around the world. So I can't yes. wait to cook with you and share with our foodie friends some of these amazing recipes. Well, he loved Asian recipes, right? He did. Yes, he loved Asian cuisine. And I just can't wait. And I think this is just such a culmination of our culinary journeys for me to be able to cook from your cookbook and for you to help me decipher the recipes. Well, I don't think we've actually ever cooked together, so I think this right. would be super fun. We should do a <laughs> live stream where we cook together some of your dad's recipes. We should. We and, should. and from here, too. We'll have to cook from here, too. Yeah. Yes. That would be a lot of fun and maybe do a little karaoke. Oh, <laughs> while sing we for cook. your supper. Sing for your supper. Now, did you and your father cook together when that you were younger? My biggest regret. He was always trying to get me into the kitchen to cook, but I was just so busy, you know, at that age and friends and homework and extracurricular activities. I would do my homework at the kitchen table and watch him and he would share a few different things and, and I, my t taste memory, of course, from childhood is hollandaise sauce. And it was, I think, I is this featured? And there's yes, that recipe. Yes, sunset um, egg recipe. Yes, yes. yes. Margaret yes. also contributed recipe. My first yeah. and only recipe ever. I am not a recipe oh, creator. Oh, We tested it. It was so yummy. <laughs> oh, thank you. But that was with Ann Willen's hollandaise mm. sauce recipe. And thank you, Ann Willen, for letting me borrow that. And I just have these taste memories, and um, that, that's important, you know? So it's, it's exciting to continue this journey of celebrating his legacy, celebrating your mother, celebrating just cooking with family and, and tasting the world. But in addition, I have to brag on you, because in addition to being a prolific chef, cookbook author, caterer, 
You are also the regional ambassador for Women's Entrepreneurship Day organization. So can you tell us what's on the plate there and how everyone can celebrate as well? Oh, thanks, Margaret. And so uh, we're just so lucky that Margaret is the Chicago ambassador for Women's Entrepreneurship Day. But basically, this was a movement that was founded by my friend Wendy Diamond about seven years ago. And the whole mission is to alleviate poverty among the one in three women living in destitution around the world because we know that when women start their own businesses and become entrepreneurs, they give 90% of their income back to their families and the community, which lifts up the, um, you know, the economy as a yes. whole. And men don't tend to do that. So it just makes sense to invest in women. So it's been a really fulfilling um, journey. I do an event every year. We've partnered with the mayor's office. We had 2,000 people attend last November virtually. And... Um, I've just been able to like band together with these badass women in LA, <laughs> throw this huge event, honor, you know, local business women and hopefully yes. inspire others. So we always try to, you know, invite um, some up and comers too. you know, we, yes. we like to uh, acknowledge and hear from the scrappy entrepreneur because otherwise everyone's just sort of, you know, listening to the quiet, you know, how does that expression go? Um, the choir preaching. Yeah. Preaching to the choir. You know choir. what I mean. Preaching to the choir. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, so that's been extremely fulfilling. And also, you know, as uh, as female chefs, we yes. also have to really stick together. Yes. And lift each other up and support one another. Because there's so few women in mm -hmm. culinary arts, especially in leadership positions as executive chefs. Yes. Or even sous chefs. So it's mm -hmm. a very male-dominated, uh, dominated sexist uh, profession. Mm. So it's very important to... Lift each is. other up and support one yes. another. Yes, so support female chefs at your local restaurants as well. And speaking of entrepreneurs, do you have a very helpful tip for an aspiring entrepreneur out there, some words of encouragement? What would you say? Ask for help. I think it's really important to not be afraid to ask for help. And mm -hmm. I've what I've learned over the years meeting all these incredible um, female entrepreneurs and uh, venture capitalists and uh, bankers and attorneys, like all sort of in the space of female entrepreneurs. Um, you know, I've talked to some women extremely successful who've had mm -hmm. extremely su successful careers in a meeting with all men asking for funding and being terrified because of the way they're being looked at, um, feeling like you know, they're not being taken seriously. But, you know, there's a lot of resources. There are resources out there and other mm -hmm. women who want to help. You know, I, I love this quote. It is, uh, for every female, a successful female entrepreneur, there's five other female entrepreneurs who have her back. And love I think that. it's so true because I don't think men are really like that. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, you have to take advantage of that. Not, of course, not mm -hmm. all women are like that. You know, there's right. a stereotype of, sure. you know, competitive or bitchy. But mm -hmm. I find that for the most part, almost every woman I've encountered um, wants to help. Yes. With no strings attached, Absolutely. expecting nothing back in return. So I think you just can't be shy about that stuff. No, I love that. Ask for help. And also that there's always enough room at the table for everyone. So support each other. For yes. Sure. And I love all that you're doing to support. So I always like to end Kitchen Chat with your top three tips for the home chef. So let's target this to... What is the best tip for making dumplings? One, I love your technique. If you could just share with us that. And then any other special tip for home? Great. Well, I feel like I've taught over 125 virtual classes since the pandemic started, <laughs> most of which are dumplings. So hopefully I have some good tips. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
The tip I'd like to give for dumplings is it's okay to use store-bought wrappers because mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like, I don't know how to make that dough. I can't do it. The other thing is it doesn't matter how they look, okay? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. They're going to taste delicious no matter what. So don't let that stop you from trying. Just try it, right? The other thing is you just have to make sure your cooking technique is down because the traditional pot sticker technique is pan frying, mm -hmm. letting it brown, adding water letting them steam off so some of my friends that have made the recipe they just i think they get anxious and they take it out too fast and they're like well it's not it wasn't crispy and i'm like trust your instincts like yes. just trust yourself yes. let that water boil up and it's going to be delicious and Aww. so yummy and i loved that what is it pleat that that technique you were doing the other night pleat and press uh you, well it's a <laughs> pleat <laughs> fold repeat but you oh, basically okay. you twist and you press you okay. to make a plate you twist it like martin yeah and my mother's good friend and yes. our good friend now too um you know you just twist it to make a pleat and fold it against the back and also if you don't want to take on those pleats it doesn't matter it's just aesthetic it's not going to change the flavor so don't let it stop you Great tip. And then any other quick tips for the home chef? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you just need some basic tools to mm -hmm. cook well in your kitchen. One is a very sharp chef's knife. The sharper the knife, the safer the knife. People think, um, oh, I'm scared of a sharp knife, but it's actually much safer. Okay. Okay, I would say invest in a really good sharp knife, also a cast iron pan. Mm -hmm. Cast iron is so great. You season it so it creates its own, uh, you know, nonstick finish, but it... Uh, gets super hot and retains heat for a long time. So if you're going to sear a steak, do it on a cast iron pan and you will look like a professional chef for sure. And don't forget to season. Like people are afraid mm. to season mm -hmm. with salt. Don't be afraid um, because it's just going to enhance the flavor. You don't want to over season, but nobody, I mean, the worst thing is, you know, like digging into some mashed potatoes and there's no flavor. <laughs> You know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I think those are some really, um, you know, key tips. And they're just yes. cook with fresh food. You're going to have delicious meals if you focus on fresh, healthful, healthful ingredients. Wonderful. And a lot of great ingredients, a lot of great recipes, wonderful stories. And thank you, Chef Katie, for being on Kitchen Chat today. Oh, thank you honor. so much, Margaret. And don't forget to catch both of us on Becca yes. and Katie's Cooking Show every <laughs> Sunday at 5 p.m. Oh, always a delight. So, foodie friends, thank you for joining us today. I'll make sure that I have a link to Chef Katie's cookbook, along with a link to her fabulous new colanders and wooden spoons oh, and all of those fun accessories. And always remember to take a moment and savor the day. Thanks for joining Margaret for Kitchen Chat today. Margaret would be so excited for you to drop by and visit with her at kitchenchat.info, where you'll enjoy podcasts, blogs, recipes, tips from chefs, and even great giveaways. She invites you to share your recipes and kitchen stories, too. As Margaret always says, savor the day.